All right, it's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy, which tonight is actually probably just an hour because we have a short list. We've got another poet in the house, just like last week. Excited. Don't know how they found it, but fuck yeah. Like, artists in the house going to be bringing some spoken word of all kinds tonight. Very exciting. Uh, All right. Everybody's here. I heard there was a crazy accident. I hope everybody's okay. Cars on fire, uh, in the rain, crazy stuff. Everybody be safe this weekend with your New Year's festivities. Our first comedian has not made it here yet. But our second comedian's here. Hey, everybody. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Guth. Yay! Okay, we got this. No, it was it was a really crazy accident. I hope people drive okay. I'm not... Um, I'm glad I made it here tonight because the rain was pretty intense, and I'm not the best driver, uh like the other night I was about to miss my turn so I came this awkward stop and then like cut across two lanes and I heard a cop and the loudspeaker behind me so I started to pull over then the cop goes nope keep driving but that turn was bad yeah a cop heckled me like I didn't even know that was an option yeah I know I'm pretty white the new tag I don't know if it's anyway so I'm actually, I'm from outside New York City, which is the least shameful way of saying Connecticut. Um, and I know we suck. So sometimes when people in California ask me where I'm from, I'll just be like, I live here. But then they're like, they always are persistent. They're asked, no, where are you from originally? Like before you came here. I'm like, did you just ask me where I'm from originally? Because I don't look like I'm from here. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's racist. <laughs> I'm from Connecticut, I should know. <laughs> I um what else do I want to do oh I want to try this one out um or work on it so I used to be an infectious disease researcher uh I studied viruses that infect bats and apparently sometimes people quick poll do we know that COVID came from bats everybody kind of ish I don't know if I have to like introduce that information anyway so yeah co- huh <laughs> so yeah, my student thought it came from the U.S. government. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I did that last week. But um, yeah, so it came from bats. <laughs> but I do, I always feel like I need to point out, I was into bat viruses like before they went mainstream into the public. Like I was literally in a foreign country in a cave catching bats when COVID hit, which I know is like not the best alibi. Um, but you can relax. I was in Madagascar. We let China take the fall. Uh and so, but like, it, it is a true story. I was literally doing my PhD research in Madagascar. We, you, I like would go to a cave, catch bats, and then test bats for viruses. Okay, almost exactly how you all got tested for COVID, except I shoved the Q-tip up their butt. You guys have way bigger noses. You should feel lucky about that. Uh, no, it did feel wrong without lube. Um, though I must be doing something right, because a lot of them got boners. Uh, <laughs> The thing is, that's true, but I feel like it's not believable. It comes off as like a cheap hack. Anyway, uh, it was really awkward when the, anyway. Um, <laughs> the worst part, though, was like I, we worked in these really dark caves, right? So sometimes with the lady bats, I accidentally stuck the Q-tip up the wrong hole. 
Um, I have so much more empathy for that one dude I dated in college. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, sometimes I feel like that joke is for me. Just don't want that those that year in Madagascar to be a waste. Anyway, um, what else do I want to do? It's been a while since I fucked a bat. Um, but recently, I've been growing a garden for my landlord in exchange for reduced rent. Uh, and it was going great until recently, like, rats have started eating everything. I told my neighbor this, and she was like, oh, you can stop rats from moving in by lacing your garden with red pepper flakes. Apparently, rats avoid spicy flavors and smells. Like, oh, so they're white people. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And they're gentrifying my garden, pushing out the brown squirrels. And no, there's something there. Um, what else do I want to do? I, okay, so <laughs> I am pretty awkward. Um, one time I was hooking up with this guy and I tried to get on top, but things got soft. You know what I mean? Um, and then he goes, and I swear to God, this is an exact quote. He was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like you can't get on top because of gravity. Um, so I actually believed him. Was, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Gravity keeps me on the ground. Like it kind of makes sense. It does the same thing to your dick. It's uh, a lot of men in this room. <laughs> the thing is like, it works. You should try it. It's a good excuse. It scientifically makes sense. But no, like he was a lot cooler than me. Okay, I believe him. He was cooler than me. He was a drummer in a band. He was getting his MBA from Harvard. Out of my league. Uh, only flaw was sometimes he get weird about random things. Like one time I wanted to cook him dinner, so I texted him, "Hey, do you like eggplant?" And he responded immediately, "No, I only eat pussy." Like I don't feel comfortable putting that in my lasagna. Um. Oh, you guys have made fun. Give it up for Pam. Yay, Sarah Good. And her famous pussy led lasagna. Woo, that's exciting. Yay. Yay, she's fucking bats. Yay, that was really funny. All right, your next comedian uh, has a healthy fear of the police because of his car and tickets. Put your hands together for Sean Derham. Yay. Hello, y'all. How are you tonight? Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's go over this. Um, so I uh, I've been having some health problems lately. I've been uh getting hard at random times, and specifically when I'm in class sitting at my desk, which is a particular issue for me because I'm the teacher of said class. And uh, the last time this happened, I had a kid raise his hand. And he was like, hey, Mr. Derham, can you come over here and help me? No. I'm trying not to come over here. But the kid was, like, relentless, you know. He wouldn't let it go. So I kind of panicked. And I'm not proud of it. I got mad at him. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to call your parents. And I did. I was like, hey. Is this Jimmy's mom? Hey, this is Mr. Darren. What are you wearing right now? This is this how we're going to do it? All right. I'll go through it like this. It's okay. Um, I've been, uh, I've been learning more about my culture, about white people. So I've been studying um, serial killer documentaries. And uh, I did realize something while watching them. 
I, I would be very embarrassed to be the first person to see her kill a kill. Like, it was that easy to kill me. They didn't need any practice. Like, I'm just sitting on their couch, sipping a little wine. Like, oh, this is making me so sleepy. This couch is so uncomfortable. Who wraps their shit in plastic? Uh, I do think uh, a little fear of murder is a good thing. I think it keeps me on track a little. Because there's definitely some things I would do without that fear of murder. Like, I was thinking I would 100% be someone's affair if I didn't know someone was going to want to kill me at the end of it. Because affairs sound fun as an idea, you know? It's like adult hide-and-seek. But uh, the reality is I'll die at the end of it. And uh, and I will say, I kind of just don't know why people like marriages. I haven't really understood why you need a contract to stay together. It's like, just work on making them come. Why do we need to get the government involved? Uh, but yeah, let's let's get into a much worse joke too. Um, I uh, how how many of you like uh, oral sex? Fan of it. All right. Well, we have a minute to talk about it. I uh, I'm a big fan. I love the even the word like conolingus. Mm, so delicious to say. Mm mouse watering right now but uh i did recently uh experience a vagina that i could not eat like not like someone was guarding it or something but um to put it like lightly uh she had a bad case of uh stanky coochie you know i think that's the biblical term and uh like it was, it was not just like must. Like I actually like musty vaginas. You know, that's a little seasoning for me. But this was a. Uh, this was, like something that would give me food poisoning if I ate it. Like I knew it was bad when I opened up her pants and I heard my dog scratching at my door. Because he thought I was getting into his wet food. All right, I think I'm out of time, so I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> John Darum, everyone. John Darum. Not selling those pussy-eating skills. That's great, though. Hey, I'm really excited for your next comedian. You know what else is really exciting? We have, like, real audience people in the house, so clap it up for yourselves, uh, people oh. with real souls, real audience people. Curly-haired guy, are you a comedian? Did you want to sign up, or are you a real audience person? Oh, okay, good. Come in and tell me your name, and I'll put you on the list. Your next comedian, what a joy and a pleasure that we have him with us. Put your hands together for Devondre Coleman. Yay! I haven't written anything down, so we're going to be reading from the phone like professionals. Let's see what we got. A, uh, a friend of mine recently decided that she wanted to find religion went to church and on her way home from church she got in a terrible car crash that destroyed her car she only got she got away with just minor scrapes and bruises he's like this is a sign from god I was like yeah to stay away she lived her whole life zero car crashes and as soon as she wants to go find god he sends her a message like yeah i am all powerful i feel like personally i would have just 
lost religion immediately. Cool. Oh yeah, I've been riding public transportation lately. Yeah, the more I ride public transportation, the more I understand white women. Oh uh, yeah. I was on the bus the other day and there were two people talking on the phone on speakerphone and one dude playing music through an actual Bluetooth speaker. And I thought about calling the cops. I think we need more white women on public transportation actually. Oh uh, yeah, when I first moved here, uh it was like last June or July. It was like Pride Month. I didn't know what Pride Month was. I thought we just like celebrated our achievements and shit. But it was a bunch of people walking around in like gimp suits. I was like, this is not what I thought. Cool. You ever seen My Strange Addiction, the TV show? You never seen it? You don't got a TV? Um, I thought you were just one of those like nature niggas. Uh, yeah. My Strange Addiction. My Strange Addiction is a show where like it's people who are addicted to strange things. Like there's a lady, she was addicted to like spraying Lysol in her mouth. And it's like, it's always something sad. Like how did they get here? Like the lady, the Lysol lady, her mom died and she tasted Lysol that day and she was stuck. And it's always sad. Like I, you feel bad for these people, but every once in a while, there's one person with a strange addiction that is just for TV. Like I recently saw one, there was a dude that was addicted to dancing. How the fuck can you be addicted to dancing? Like, how does he sleep? I feel like this is one of the worst friends possible. Like, if I had a friend who was addicted to dancing, I would probably want to kill him. Cool. What else we got? I'm from Kentucky, so I'm used to hanging out with people who can't think very logically. I have a friend. He says he doesn't wear hats because hats make your hairline recede. But his hairline is already receding. I feel like this is anti-vax logic. Like, people in the South, they don't want to give their children the vaccine because they think the vaccine causes mental deficiencies. But like, your wife is also your sister. <laughs> was already there. Um, all right. Uh, Emily in Paris is another TV show I started watching. It's about a white lady who moves to a familiar country to go be successful, but it's not relatable. I want to watch Bernard in the Bronx. And then uh, we, we celebrate championship poker winners for the millions of dollars that they win, but why don't we shame the losers for the collective millions of dollars that they lost? That's all. Thank you. Devondre Coleman, speaking truth to power. Why don't they talk? Why don't we shame them for how much money they lose? All right, your next guy. Can you even write it off on your taxes? I don't know. Your next comedian, excited to these here. His dog is so cute. His dog's name is Bunny. Uh, put your hands together for Dom and the Ma'am Sims. Yay! <laughs> it's Dom. Yay! Hello, hello. Happy Friday. Glad everybody's here at Mutiny. You know, it's cool that people are showing up. Uh, almost New Year. Happy New Year. So, you know, I, for the people who have already been here, sorry that I'm going to do the same bit. Uh, you know, I'm working it out, and I'm writing a whole bunch of stuff. Every night, I write. 
but right now I need to go ahead and get some confidence on the microphone be like Steven Tyler and just, you know, going crazy on stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, why is the ocean salty? Why is the ocean salty? Because the sky is bigger. This guy's bigger, guys. Everyone is familiar with the escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. That's where uh, 2,000 athletes start on Alcatraz. They swim a mile and a half in cold, choppy water to San Francisco, then ride a bike for 18 miles through the city's hills for, uh, and then finish the race running an eight-mile trail. Years ago, a 40-something-year-old with one arm who's not so handicapped placed in the top 20. Yeah, not so bad. Uh, the guy was interviewed after the competition and quoted saying, I would have finished sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Yeah. yeah. His friends now call him the circle jerk. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, what do old television sets and women share in common? What do old television sets and women share in common? When they start acting up, you can usually go back to watching the game in peace after giving them a good smack. <laughs> you know, there's always a, a female who usually laughs at that for the most part. Thank you, Pam. I appreciate that. Uh, so um, a lot of new comics uh, tell jokes about jerking off, and I'm going to talk about picking my nose. Uh, I'll admit it's an unsavory habit, but it feels really good. And when you have wide nostrils, it makes rummaging around super inviting. Um, but I hate when I cut my finger. Oh, and I'm also a switch picker. So that means I can switch, uh, pick as equally well with both hands. Uh, but I hate when I cut my fingernails because that's when it's hard to get a clean pick and flick. Yeah. Um, after cutting my nails, I have to really reach and fully extend my finger just to pin a boogie. Uh, in that moment, I'm stretched so far up my schnoz, it looks like I'm puppeteering with my nose. Yeah. Uh, and I'll finish with, uh, I'm from a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 bleak. It, it's 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 terrible fucking place. Uh, so um, when I spend after spending a day in San Francisco, then going back to the East Bay, it's like crashing really hard off drugs. Yeah, it's a long fall. Uh, you go from a place where there are museums and culture to where uh, the bay is spelled D A B A E. Yeah, as like I said, it's pretty bleak. Uh, you go from grand openings to grand closings. Yeah, uh, I saw three of my East Bay friends on Facebook all dressed in uh, flannel head to toe who were all going to a pajama jam. And the post read, uh, go outside and enjoy the colors. And I thought to myself, nah, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. Yeah, so that's it. Short and sweet like my penis. All right, good night, everybody. All right, finally went through it. Finally. Thank you, everybody. I love you, Mutiny. Yeah. Tom Sims, everyone. Hell yeah. Picking boogers and living in the East Bay. Safety first, everyone. All right, your next comedian. Excited that he's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. Yay! Hello, everybody. How are we? Okay, good. Lauren, I, I didn't say hi to you. I feel bad about it. Hey everybody, comedy time, I gotta focus. Um, I'm starting to realize I'm, t I'm 23 years old now and, and I, I think I'm starting to develop a real personality, I'm slowly realizing. Uh, but the problem is I've realized most of the parts of my personality I have now are just decisions I made a long time ago and never really questioned, you know? 
Like, I told people my favorite color was red since, like, 2018 because of one Power Rangers episode. I fucking hate red. I don't like it even a little bit. So I don't know what, what made me do that. Another one is I went to a coffee shop one time, and I got really stressed when it was my turn to order. And I just looked at the menu, and I saw the word Americano, and I was like, I'm an Americano, and I ordered that. And now I get it every single time, and I don't like Americanos. I don't. It gives me a headache and the runs. I fucking hate Americanos. But I just I just stick with it. I don't know. I got to change things up, I guess. That's what I have to do. I always told myself, uh, since like high school, I was like, Ian, don't do acid because you cannot be an airline pilot if you do acid. I am not going to be an airline pilot, okay? I'm 23. I, my life is pretty decided. I feel like I don't think I'm going to make a career change at any point. Unless this goes badly, maybe I'll maybe I will. Thank you, JW. Um, I I grew up in the Bay Area, and, and I I've, I'm very liberal. I, I consider myself very liberal. Uh, at least I thought I did until I visited my cousins in Kansas and fired a gun. And boy, oh boy, will that make you change your mind about some things? Okay. I could feel the Republican in my blood after that. By the third shot, I was like, let's build the wall. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we got to keep them out. <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Um, I think we need. To, I think we need to bring more attention to the white experience. Um, bear with me. Uh, I do. I think. I think there are problems that us white you can relate. Uh, us white people, we have to deal with every day that I don't think anyone talks about. Like we have to code switch too. You guys know about code switching. You know what it is. You know, usually it's it's people of color. They have to change the way they speak. You know, to like for like jobs and like to present themselves in a way that's accepted by the other person. I have to do that too. I have to code switch. You know how I would be treated if I used the word skedaddle in a sentence? It would not be good. All right. I can't be applying for a job and say rigmarole. I wouldn't get it. It's tough for me out here. Okay. Every time I go to a Mexican restaurant, I'm like, do I say carnitas or carnitas? What do I do? I don't know. Which one will they accept? The other thing is about white people, every time I'm on the bus, maybe you guys can relate, and I hear two people speaking a language I don't understand, I know it's about me. That's the stress. Like, they're talking about me. Got a little more time, I guess. I timed that out wrong. Uh, I, like to, uh, I like to go to rap concerts. Uh, I know that's kind of weird, but I do. I like rap concerts. Uh, the problem with concerts is I don't like to participate in the concert. You know, especially rap concerts, they like when you do things. They like telling you what to do, but I just kind of want to like stand there. Like they like mosh pits a lot. They're like, open it up, let's get this mosh pit going. But look at me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built for the mosh pit. I will die if I enter that thing. I will. I hate it. They also do call and response. You know what, they'll say something, they want you to say something back. They'll be like, one time I went to this rap concert and the guy was like, he was like, uh, everybody say fuck police. And I was like, whoa. Got an uncle in law enforcement. Let's chill out. Maybe fuck police except Uncle Ben. How about that? He's cool. It, I don't know what to say sometimes with the call and response as, 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 as like a white person at a rap concert. I'll be like, where are my N-words at? I'll be like, whoa. Right behind me. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Thank you, everybody.
Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay. You didn't time it out wrong, right. I just gave you extra time. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian, oh, she's one of my favorite people in all of San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you. Ian, you should say at the end of your set that I got a skedaddle. <laughs> that is a funny word. Um, here's another funny word. People say, or we say, something, someplace, someone, sometime, somewhat, somewhere. And even archaic is some when. But we don't say some who or some why. And I want to get to the bottom of this somehow. Because they should be words. Someone at some point said, let's use sometime, someone, someplace, and all these other ones, and use them as, as part of our, our vernacular. And they just omitted some why, some who, and some other. And that's not right. And I think that something should be done about it. Um, Someone at some time said some who and some why should be added. And here's an example of one that I think that we could add. And it's a song. Some why over the rainbow. I don't really understand it all. Something about reflection of sunlight. I mean, I'm not up here to do that. I don't know what, the, what comes next. I forgot the line. Fuck. Somewhat, some who... Someday, some who will understand my struggle. All right, that one sucks. I think that the, um, at the end of the year, all the countries should get together and vote on which country had the best ideas. Yeah. And then we implement them. But they have to be, like, really good. They have to be about homelessness or um, feeding the poor. Uh, or yeah, there's something like that. No, None of this shit, like, I invented the the best screw to put in your AK-47. No, none of that shit. You don't get a prize. You go to hell. You do not pass go. All right, we're working on that one. Um, I was walking on the sidewalk the other day, and I just got too close to the guy in front of me because he stopped and turned and said, you're right on top of me. And I swerved to avoid running into him, and I said, sorry, I was just trying to pass you. How come an out-of-shape old lady walks faster than a young man? I don't get it. Is it because I lived in New York City all this time and I, I'm just used to being faster? Everything is fast, fast, fast. Let's get there. Hurry up with TikTok. You lazy cows at California fucks, you don't know how to walk. You stop in the middle of everything. You consult your watch. You consult your phone. Stop doing that shit. Don't make me have to stab you in the throat because you made me swerve. You know how I feel about blood. All right, thank you. Um, Norman Vincent Peale said, whenever God wants to give us a gift, it wraps it up in a problem. The bigger the gift we have coming, the bigger the problem we will receive. This is me writing a letter to God. Thank you, God, for this wonderful gift of wisdom so cleverly wrapped up in breast cancer If you don't mind, I'd like to exchange it. Did you keep the receipt? It is a little big. I kind of had my eye on a tennis elbow. 
That's more my size. Anyway, you already gave me one similar to this last year for my birthday, remember? Yeah, that was amazing. But you might, that was um, insight encased in a fibroadenoma. That was great, but you might want to rethink this cancer is a gift thing, God. I know some people get a lot out of it, but frankly, I prefer a watch or some new shoes. Well, thanks again, God. Love, Lauren Kraut, San Francisco, California, USA, Earth. All right, thank you. That was good. Uh -huh. All right, one more. Thank you. Um, the trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around expecting good shit to happen. Not all the time. I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights. They give me something to live for. They're like little building blocks of knowledge and understanding that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra, out of the depths of depression, boredom, and apathy where I usually reside. Depression, boredom, and apathy, how may I direct your downward spiral? I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't give me all the information I need to have in it, to be an independent adult. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. So yeah, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that will make a significant difference for good in this world. And then I could write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. And the circle of life goes round and round. All right, thanks very much. Give it up for Pam. <laughs> yay, Lauren Crow. Lauren Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Right, we, your next comedian is new to the room, everybody. So clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Adam Groner. Yay. Hi, everybody. I'm Adam. Uh, did you guys see that thing with... um? Sorry, using the photos my first time. Um, you guys think with uh, Greta Thunberg, how she like totally dunked on that like asshole Andrew Tate on Twitter? Yeah, I think we need to like just like keep that momentum going. Like, imagine if we all woke up tomorrow and like Malala had tweeted like at Joe Rogan, suck my dick. Just, just it would like it would be the most liked tweet of all time. Spotify would like just have to cut ties with him. Um, like gas prices would drop, the war in Ukraine would end. I think it's just the solution to everything. Um. A little about me, um, I'm trying to make more guy friends, and I know like guys are supposed to like sports, so um, I started watching baseball, but I want to be like, you know, a really good fan, so um, I started watching from the first season. It's, yeah, it aired in like 1920, I don't know, there's like, there's not a lot of plot, but like you follow it for the characters, a lot of episodes. Um, there's not a lot of diversity at first, I'll say that. Um, I don't know if you're caught up, so I'm not going to like do spoilers or anything, don't worry. Um, people are, seem to be, like, very paranoid right now about, um, like, the surveillance state, you know, like, no privacy, the government's spying on us, they know everything that's going on, everything you're doing online. Am I the only person who's, like, pretty turned on by this? No. I, like, I like the idea that, like, someone's watching me, watching porn, but, like, you know, I want to make sure, so, so before, like, I go on, like, Pornhub, I'll Google, like, how to make a bomb. Just to make sure, like I'm on their radar, you know, like, like, yeah. So my internet history is like my history is is bizarre. It'll be like lesbian three-way, one-way plane ticket to join ISIS, schoolgirl bondage, best rope to tie up a congresswoman with. So uh, you know, like I'll go on Amazon and I'll buy like a bottle of lube and like ten gallons of nitroglycerin. 
just like, you know, what's what's this guy up to? National security threat, just horny. I don't know, terrorist, exhibitionist. Better keep watching me. All right. Um, has anyone ever been out for like uh, Japanese food or sushi with uh, your friends and you order edamame and like you look down and like everyone has like a little pile and then you look at yourself and you've got like the biggest fucking pile? Just me? Okay. Um, but like I don't know like how do you get out of that situation? You know, do you like flick your shells to other people's plates? Does that work? Um, maybe like you double down and just keep eating and build a wall and then you're just like behind it. You know? Or just eat the shells. Just eat the edamame shells. Discard the evidence. It's tricky because, like, if you, like, overindulge in a shared, like, chips and guac or, like, popcorn situation, like, you, people aren't going to know, but, like, with edamame, it comes with receipts. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, I found out there's a term for people who, like, date multiple other people, and it's uh, a polycule. Have you guys heard of this? No, some? Okay, yeah. Uh, so I asked my girlfriend, like, I was like, would you ever be interested in something like yeah, totally. As long as um, it's an oxygen polycule <laughs> to get it O2. Okay. And I was like, uh, maybe like we could do like a, a water polycule, H2O. But uh, that didn't that didn't really take. So um, eventually, like the whole thing just kind of combusted. It was like strong reaction. And long story short, uh, long story short, um, I'm just in like a like a noble gas situation right now. Uh, that's all I got. Thanks very much. Yay! The science jokes of Adam Groner. Yay! The best name. Groner. Woo! All right. Hey, uh, I'm really excited. Welcome to the poetry corner of tonight. We have a spoken word artist. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Anastasia! All right, so I'm gonna bring the mood down just a little bit. Um, this first one is called Once When I Was Pretty. When grandma said her legs would look like mine, had the gravity of her life not done what gravity does, what she'd prayed it would not do to her, and I, seven, said I wished I was bigger, when what I meant was see that I am small, when I thought I was not small, when all I wanted was to fit inside daddy's arms, when I knew and pretended I didn't, that those arms painted the bruise on mommy's face. When I wanted to be artwork too, when I thought to be loved was to be helpless, to need saving. When I was helpless and could not be saved. When I was 15 and told no one the texture of my stepfather's hands. I was graceful as grandma in her 20s, each of us floating outside our battleground bodies. We were light in this way. Thank you. And this next one is called Tulips. Once I carried nothing but my own tears, rode silent in my mother's arms and fairy-tailed myself to a land where our escape was a game. My father's fist was just the punchline. I made friends at the DV shelter hid in the corner with the boy whose mom saw nothing but her demons when she looked at him, who raised hell into the room from where it dwelled inside her mind. We made forts out of blanket and wall, unaware that our mothers went cold to preserve our youth. I spent two months growing old in that shelter, 
At five, I grew older than my father when he bought me back with conned money, older than the lawyer who took it, than the judge who deemed a single mom with nothing but the only pocket of safety I'd ever known unfit to parent. I am tired of growing old, of carrying the past too close to breathe. I want to grow young, to shed the past with each year. I want to caress the tulips on my arms out of joy. I want the scar tissue to be soft on my eyes, to carry my tears so that I don't have to. Thank you. That was really rad. Yay, come back. Tell your other poet friends. We're, I'm down with it. Poetry and comedy are the same thing. It's just words cla- crafted to an, elicit an emotional response. And sometimes it's laughter, and sometimes it's understanding and empathy. And uh, thank you for sharing. Yay. Yay. All right. Ooh, snapping. I like the snaps. Um, your next comedian, so lovely that he has joined us in San Francisco from Vermont. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay. Hey y'all, I didn't realize I was next. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, someone else. Oh, I see. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm just going to bounce around here. It's Friday night. It's raining outside. Have a little silly fun. Do any of you ever wonder if carrots and pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color? I can't keep up with all these entertainment subscription services, you know? Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock. At $15 a pop, we're already at 45 for the month. And that's just OnlyFans. I'm not into carnies, you know? Guys that work at carnivals every year on the rides and all that. Growing up, I'd go to the Tunbridge Fair in Vermont, and this one creepy carny would always say to me, hey, you're looking pretty tall this year, Sam. Go back the next year and say, wow, boy, you've grown, Sam. One year he took it too far. He said, hey, can I measure you? But I was innocent, and I said, sure. So he took me into a circus tent alone, and he whipped his dick out and held it over my head. And I just remember looking up, thinking, oh, no, is this guy a pedophile? But I never did find out for sure because I wasn't tall enough to go on the ride. We're bouncing around. (laughs) Um, on the way here, I had to go to the bathroom, so I stopped, ran into a gas station. I said, hey, man, can I use your restroom? He said, no, sorry, dude, employees only. So I got smart with him. I said, hey, man, can I have a job application? I think he was on to me, but to his credit, he gave me a chance. He said, I tell you what, you clean this bathroom cleaner than it's ever been before, you have the job. So I said, all right, and I proceeded to destroy that fucking bathroom. I ruined, I was pissed at the guy, so I didn't even flush. It's like a dead muskrat in a bird bath. Anyway, I'll spare you more details. The moral of the story is this. If you go to that gas station on the corner, if I was you, I'd seriously question their level of cleanliness. Because I got the job. All right, let's try out a few new things. Um, My grandfather was a magician that collected hats. When he passed, he had amassed over 540. We had to call an exterminator to get rid of all the rabbits. 
Thank you, Pam. <laughs> All right. Um, this one is more of an idea without a punchline, but, you know, fuck it. Um, I discovered how to masturbate at a very young age, much younger. I had no big brother that was cool to show me or anything. like. I don't know if people with brothers do that, if you show each other or not. That might be weird. Point is, I had to figure that shit out on my own, and I figured out the wrong way. See, I was a video gamer. And I remember finding out if I walked in one direction into a corner, the controller would vibrate. One thing led to another. Next thing I know, I had discovered sorcery. It was incredible. I loved it, but, but I realized I learned way too late how to masturbate properly, sitting at the lunch table listening to other kids talk about it. I remember being like, have you guys played the campaign yet? Holy shit. Like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? I'm like, Star Wars Battlefront 2, right? Same page? We'll get there. There might be something there. We'll see. Um, all right, I'll end with this. Uh, thank you all. Have a good night. Sam <laughs> West, what a treat. We have a couple of comedians left. Your next one, what an amazing human being. So glad that he's here with us. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. I'm like Lemmy from Motorhead. That was only pretty much for you. I'm a, I, I, I'm a, I do spoken word too. You ready? I'm tired of wasting people's time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tired of going. I'm tired of dating. I'm tired of dating. I just want you to pee on me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, you know, I was on the internet like he is right now. I was on social media. And I could tell by a lot of your eyebrows, you are also on social media. On Twitter. Hey. On Twitter. You see the hashtags. You're over there. You're on Twitter. I know you've seen this. White people have no culture. You said true that? All right, cool. Then we are all on the same page. White people have no culture. Who wants to take credit for meatloaf? I'll, I'll wait, Devontre. I will wait. That's a brick of meat. With ketchup on top. That is vile. That is dirty white people shit. I'm sorry, but it is. It is. Eggnog. Who wants eggnog? Ah! <laughs> I fucking hate eggnog. That's just, dude, that's just egg yolks and mayonnaise with milk mixed together. A little paprika. What do you put in there? A little cinnamon. Disgusting. Nutmeg. Ugh. And that, okay, and I'll give it to the black community, the black culture for adding the brandy, okay? I don't care. I hate me. Please don't like me. Please don't like me. I fucking, let alone love me. Ugh. Are you my dad? You can tell by my right hand, Christmas was great. This is what, this, my name should be Kyle. You know how walls, they look at me? I don't like it. 
Not a big fan of that. I'm in a new relationship. Yeah, she's a, yeah, dude, hey. Fucking. She's a crystal chick, not the fun kind. Right? Not the fun kind. Not the kind that, like, she just pees on you and squids. It's squirt. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Wet all the time for no reason. That's the fun kind of, you know, meth, crystal. That's the fun kind. No, she has rocks. They're not rocks. They're crystals. Okay, babe. All right. They're crystals. They're crystals. That's fine. The crystal chick, she says the, she talks to the moon. It's bananas. She says that the, the, the crystals are charged by the moon. No. No. They're not. They're not charged by the moon. If the, if the moon was to charge anything, there would be a, there'd be a tax write-off. There would be a deduction at the end of the year that a lot of people would make a lot of money off of. of you know what I mean? There's no, the, the, the rock, the, the crystals, okay. The crystals. The moon doesn't charge anything, let alone speak words. Really, really happy. I'm actually single, and I've never been less suicidal in my life. Hey, here we go. Crazy, every time I'm in a relationship, I end my sets with, I can't wait to die. Yeah, because I can't wait to die, ladies and gentlemen. Always creeps back up on me. I can't wait to die. I can't. She giggled outside. That was awesome. She's not even coming in here. She feels my pain. I can't wait to die. Every time I'm about to do it, right, I'm just like, I'm about to, I got the, I got the chain because the rope won't hold me. And I'm ready to just end it, right? Ready. I got a ding on the phone. My girlfriend. I'll pee on you. Stop making this interesting. Just keeping me in a simulation forever and ever and ever. Um, I don't really know, dude. I'm really happy to be here, and uh, I'm really glad you guys all came out and had a good night tonight. Uh, thank you, Pam. I appreciate you for all the time. God bless. Mark Neuer, everyone. Yay. We got two comics left. Clap. Your, new, your next comedian is new to the room. It's his first time here. Put your hands together, everyone, for Darko! Uh, requisite uh, adjustments that aren't really necessary just to get us started here. All right, so there you are. I was hey, everyone. What's up? What's up? Good to be here. I sat, I sat there in the front row. You were all behind me the whole time. Just kind of like, uh, feel like I was, you know, putting myself at a disadvantage or whatever. This is all about, this is all about you. What a, what a great audience. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Some, you know, no, um, yeah, great audience. Good to see you. Um, now, uh, I've been to this room before, um, but it was before the pandemic. This was my first time coming here since the pandemic. You know, I was. Yeah, I was waiting because I, I, I held back because, you know, I heard that the COVID was concentrated right here. You know, not, 
not the mutiny radio, but just on the stage by the microphone. I didn't want to go up because this is. And um, yeah, and, the, and COVID. I you know I got I had COVID, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I had uh, long COVID, although I didn't have COVID for a long time. But um, but uh, you know before I had before I got COVID, I I I, was, I think I was smart, and now I'm stupid. So I don't. It seems like I think that's long COVID. It uh, you know, but um. But yeah, it's a it's a weird how uh, time uh, passes. Because yeah, three or four years since I've since I've been been here. Um, but uh, and back when I so back when I came here, I was I was in my I was I was like 40. Now I'm 45, and uh, at 40 I still sort of like I round that down to 35. I don't know, I don't think that's how rounding works, but I thought I was I thought I was in my 30s, you know, back then, and uh, and so I'm thinking like from 35 to 40, like 10 years kind of just happened. And like nothing happened, and I was like trying to think of that compared to like think about when you were when you were from when you were five to when you were fifteen. That's fucking everything, right? Like that's your that's that's your entire, you know what? So everything that happens, but then the ten years can happen now, and nothing can happen. And I was that, uh, that could be depressing, but I was thinking it's actually good, right? Because you know they say you shouldn't live your life to avoid things. This is getting really philosophical. I should have I, I was I was I meant to warn you in advance. That there might not. There might not be any punchlines. Maybe you should feel free to add them. But um, but anyway, yeah, like they say, you know, you shouldn't live in a negative sense. You, know, you should, you should be, uh, you know, you should, you should have a, you shouldn't live your life to avoid, like, don't, don't avoid dying. You know, go out there and live. But I, but I, I think in practice, like, but man, avoiding dying or avoiding the things, all the bad things that can happen. Holy shit, you know, like. I think about going from 35 to 45 without a lot of the bad things that could have happened. I'm I'm pretty uh I'm like wow that's that's pretty um all right well it's all about time <laughs> it's all about time so like 10 years can happen or like five minutes can happen right and it's all like a very um yeah and time and timing is the whole thing right like the funny parts yeah, that's that's what I think I comforted myself with I was like I don't have to write punchlines because. It's the silence in between the words that's the funny. That's where, that's where the humor is. Let me just test that. Yeah, all right. Well, I can. It's hard. It's tricky. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I was uh, I was actually I got a little uh, turned around on my, on my way here um, tonight from the from the Bart station. I went down Twenty Second Street and was looking it up. I had to look up the address and whatever. And I was thinking, and part of me was like, man, I, because I, I haven't been here a long time, I was like, I hope it's closed, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, because this is the, uh, like, but, and it's so, it's so weird that something, but something was calling me here, you know, it's like some, some crazy force was calling me to, you know, to, to write, to write here. So, um, I don't know what the fuck that is, but, uh, but yeah, it's good, to, good to be here. I'm glad, glad you guys are here. Thanks. Um, there's two comedians who haven't shown up yet, but I'm going to do some time. Uzair Malik isn't here yet, and Mauricio's not here yet, but uh, hey, clap it up for me. Yay! 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 Okay, cool. Hey, everybody. I've been doing a lot of acid trying to get my head together. Not working. Not helpful at all. 
Can't stop thinking about breast milk. Okay. that's No, seriously, it's so weird to me that, like, in women's bodies, there's a gland that, like, I don't know, we fetishize and we're like, nipples, we want to suck on them. And it's like this gland that produces a liquid that has colorative and nutritive content. Like, fucking gross. Like, what the fuck? This is the weirdest, grossest thing. And we're just like, that's totally normal. Of course we do that. And then we also make animals have babies, and then we take their weird juice, and we're like, we're going to homogenize it and pass. This isn't gross at all. This is fine. Just easily. No questions. But men can literally create forever a liquid that has both colorative and nutritive contents. And before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, no. That is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we could take this nut butter and potentially you have the key to solving world hunger in your nutsack? What is wrong with you? The hubris, the selfishness of you that you're like, but women can do this sometimes if they have a baby and then they can, and we can do this to animals. But the thing that we can do all the time ubiquitously forever, no, 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 don't capitalize on that or use that, homogenize it, pasteurize it in any meaningful way to make some kind of, you know, you got almond butter, you got cashew butter. Time for nut butter to save the world. Thank you. He's on board. I like this. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think I do too many drugs. <laughs> no. ah. Seriously. I, but I do. I smoke so much weed that if we used my body in the way God intended, not to have a baby because that's gross, but to pump my tits, right? Because to save the vegans because vegans breastfeed their children, meaning that we can use my food source. It's 100% consent-based. Right? We can use this milk. We can make cheese to save the vegans. 100% consent-based milk. You can't ask a cow for the milk. You make it into cheese. You can ask me for my milk. I'll say yes, 22% fat. Let's make it into cheese. But I eat and smoke so much weed that when we pump me, we can make TH cheese to save the vegans. And then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed singularity? Oh, I am one with the plant. That's good. Um, this other new concept that I'm working on, uh, what was I doing that I wrote down? Oh, well, first, people are really poo-poo about witchcraft lately, and I'm like, um... All words are witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. It's so obvious. It's like right there in the language. Men are like, oh, patriarchy isn't real. You guys just made that up. Oh, really? Let's look at the language. Let's see. Like, what do I call myself? I'm a female. Or a person. Or a human. We are all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> there's, there's more. Like, when we become wit men, what do we do? Menstruate. <laughs> it's the one thing you can literally never do and you put your name on it and you think it's gross. Menstruate. 
And then when we have sex for the first time, we break our hymen. Ha, ha, ha. Hymen. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. But the one I do understand, because I'm going through it right now, menopause. Like, just men no longer pause on me. They're like, whoa. The one, the one prefix you give us. The one, the one prefix you give us, you give us herpes. That's what we get. We get herpes. Thanks, guys. Ah, thank you. Herpes. So I, ha- I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. It's okay. None of you can spell. You can get your phone out. You can look it up. Feminism is spelled with an I. I am a feminist. There is no men in feminism. No, it's okay. There are men feminists, I guess. They're like, I empathize with you, even though... No, it's fine. It's good. I don't hate men. I like them. They're fine. They're okay. Uh, What was the other thing I was... I hate being so heavy-handed about feminism. Do you know where the term heavy-handed comes from? When you used to be able to legally beat your wife, you just couldn't leave a mark, so you didn't want to be heavy-handed to leave a bruise. You want to beat her just a little. (laughs) Ha, ha. Right? Rule of thumb. Do we know where the rule of thumb came with? Again, when you could legally beat your wife, you could only do it with a switch smaller than your thumb. Ha, 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 these big, I have tiny thumbs. What if you're one of these big thumbs motherfuckers? It's like, ah. Feminism. I'm, I know. It's just history. I know. It's just, I think it's hilarious. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. No, I hate to call myself a feminism, a feminist, right? It's like, um. I have a couple things written in my notebook. It says, um, no feminist jokes, be likable. <laughs> be likable, no feminist jokes. No, it's, um, feminism is amazing, though, because a lot of people say, a lot of people say, well, men, you should stop objectifying women. You should stop doing that. You shouldn't think about the women, talk about the boobs, the butts, and the chimney. Man, fuck that. Women, feminism means we just get to objectify equally. So like, hell yeah, World Cup was great. (laughs) I loved it. I like watching Premier League soccer. Finally, I get to watch hot 26-year-old men make goals. It's (laughs) kind of amazing. So I don't think that Mauricio or uh, fucking Uzair Malik are going to make it. But I'm glad that you all made it tonight. And uh, there's... Two more open mics tonight, so if anybody wants more stage time, you can head over to Slate. They just started at 6.30. They'll go until just before 9. And then at 9 o'clock tonight, Milk Bar is having a special little open mic. And um, uh, Rachel Pynchon just said that Eddie Pepitone is at the um, Alameda Comedy Club. So if you're a comedian and you want to, you can get in there for free, too, if, if you want to see, like, Unprofessional guy for free or whatever. All right. Well, thank you all for coming. If you ever want to donate to Mutiny Radio, that's our little Venmo thing. And it's at Mutiny Radio. And I really appreciate all you guys. Yeah, this is our last open mic of the year. We'll be back on Monday. Happy New Year. We'll be back on Monday the 2nd with more comedy.
studied at Thinian School, I assumed it was general knowledge. I hadn't yet discovered that I lived in a sort of transparent balloon drifting over the world without making much contact with it, and that the people I knew appeared to me at a different angle from the one at which they appeared to themselves, and that the reverse was also true. I was smaller to others up there in my balloon than I was to myself. I was also blurrier. I had an image of how the headless horseman was supposed to look. He was said to ride around at night with nothing on top of his shoulders but a neck, his head held in one arm, the eyes fixing the horrified viewer in a ghastly glare. I made the head out of paper mache using strips of newspaper soaked in a flour and water paste I cooked myself as per the instructions in the Rainy Day Book of Hobbies. Earlier in my life, long ago, at least two years ago, I'd had a wistful desire to make all the things suggested in this book. Animals twisted out of pipe cleaners, balsa wood boats that would whiz around when you dropped cooking oil into a hole in the middle, and a tractor thing put together out of an empty thread spool two matchsticks, and a rubber band. But somehow I could never find the right materials in our house. Cooking up paste glue was simple, however. All you needed was flour and water. Then you simmered and stirred until the paste was translucent. The lumps didn't matter. You could squeeze them out later. The glue got quite hard when it was dry and I realized the next morning that I should have filled the pot with water after using it. My mother always said, a good cook does her own dishes. But then, I reflected, blue was not real cooking. The head came out too square. I squashed it at the top to make it more like a head, then left it down by the furnace to dry. The drying took longer than I had planned. And during the process, the nose shrank and the head began to smell funny. I could see that I should have spent more time on the chin, but it was too late to add on to it. When the head was dry enough, at least on the outside, I painted it what I hoped was a flesh color, a wishy-washy bathrobe pink, and then I painted two very white eyeballs with black pupils. The eyes came out a little crossed, but it couldn't be helped. I didn't want to make the eyeballs gray by fooling around with the black pupils on the damp white paint. I added dark circles under the eyes and black eyebrows and black enamel hair that appeared to have been slicked down with brilliantine. I painted a red mouth with a trickle of shiny enamel blood coming down from one corner. I'd taken care to put a neck stub on the bottom of the head, and I painted this red, for where the head had been severed, with a white circle in the middle of the bottom part for the neck bone. The body of the horseman took some thought. I made a cape out of a piece of black fabric left over from a now obsolete puppet stage of mine, gathering it at the neck end, designed to sit on top of my head, and sewing buttons down the front and cutting two inconspicuous holes at eye level so I'd be able to see out. 
I borrowed my mother's jodhpurs and riding boots, left over from before she was married. She hadn't ridden a horse since her wedding day, she was in the habit of saying, proudly or regretfully. Probably it was both. But I didn't pay much attention to my mother's tone of voice then. I had to tune it out in order to charge full speed ahead with what I myself was doing. The riding boots were too big, but I made up for that with hockey socks. I safety pinned the jodhpurs around the waist to keep them from falling down. I got hold of some black winter gloves and improvised a horse whip out of a stick and a piece of leather I'd scrounged from the box of archery materials. Archery had once been popular with my father and then with my brother, but my father had given it up and the box had been abandoned in the trunk room in the cellar now that my brother had to study so much. I tried on the entire outfit in front of my mirror with the head held in the crook of my arm. I could scarcely see myself through the eye holes, but the dark shape looming in the glass with two sinister eyeballs staring out balefully from somewhere near the elbow looked pretty good to me. On the night itself, I groped my way out the door and joined my best friend of the moment, whose name was Annie. Annie had done herself up as Raggedy Ann, complete with a wig of red wool braids. We'd taken flashlights, but Annie had to hold my arm to guide me through the darker patches of the night, which were numerous in the badly lit suburb we were traversing. I should have made the eye holes bigger. We went from door to door shouting, Shell out! Shell out! and collecting popcorn balls and candy apples and licorice twists and the Halloween toffees wrapped in, in orange and black waxed paper with designs of pumpkins and bats on them, of which I was especially fond. I loved the sensation of prowling abroad in the darkness, of being unseen, unknown, potentially terrifying, though all the time retaining underneath my own harmless, mundane, and dutiful self. There was a full moon, I think. There ought to have been one. The air was crisp. There were fallen leaves. Jack-o'-lanterns burned on the porches, giving off the exciting odor of singed pumpkin. Everything was as I'd imagined it beforehand, though already I felt it slipping away from me. I was too old. That was the problem. Halloween was for little children. I'd grown beyond it. I was looking down on it from my balloon. Now that I'd arrived at the moment I'd planned for, I couldn't remember why I'd gone to all that trouble. I was disappointed, too, at the response of the adults who answered the doors. Everyone knew who my friend Annie was portraying. Raggedy Annie, they cried with delight. They even got the pun. But to me, they said, And who are you supposed to be? My cape had a muffling effect, so I often had to repeat the answer twice. The Headless Horseman. The Headless what? Then, what's that you're holding? They would go on to say. It's the head of the Headless Horseman. Oh, yes, I see. The head would then be admired, 
though in the overdone way adults had of admiring a thing when they secretly thought it was inept and laughable. It didn't occur to me that if I'd wanted my costume to be understood immediately, I should have chosen something more obvious. However, there was one member of the audience who'd been suitably impressed. It was my little sister, who hadn't yet gone to bed when I'd made my way through the living room en route to the door. She'd taken one look at the shambling black torso and the big boots and the shiny-haired, frowning, bodiless head and had begun to scream. She'd screamed and screamed and hadn't been reassured when I'd lifted up the cape to show that it was really only me underneath.
sorry.
moving finger right. And you just had a heavy session of electroshock therapy, and you're more relaxed than you've been in weeks. All those childhood traumas magically wiped away, along with most of your personality. Now is the time, time for Spud. Spud! Filled with the full, rich flavor of potatoes. Spud, the beer brewed for people who can't taste the difference. When you say Spud, just put your mind on hold. Do what you're told and open a cold, refreshing Spud. Just watch your life go by, no need to try, when you've got Spud.
Nico Boulevard, at Rennie's balloon shop in the building next to the location. Suspects are seen climbing out of both windows, male Hispanic and a possible male black. Well, we got one more uh, kind of psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say...
wait a minute. That might be him now. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Coming! Hi, Michael. Hi, Ann. How are I you? just made some martinis just the way you like them. Oh, great. Did I just hear a shot? Yeah. It's a funny thing. I was walking up the driveway, and uh, my gun kind of went off accidentally, and I shot a rabbit. <laughs> he was digging up your garden. Yeah.
I think you're qualified for this job. Uh, how about a starting salary of $5,000? Yo, mama. Uh, $7,500 a year. Your grandma. 
$15,000, Mr. Wilson. You'll be the highest paid janitor in America. Just don't, don't hurt me, please. Okay. Okay. You want me to start now? Oh, no, no, no. It's all right. I'll clean all this up. I'll take a couple of weeks off. You look tired. 